0: When uh, our oldest daughter, Megan, was little, I loved taking her to parades. And there were a lot of parades to go to. We lived in Oakland for a while, and so we would come down to Kansas for the homecoming parade. I know they called it Summerfest, but to me it's always going to be homecoming. And we'd come back for the homecoming parade and watch that parade. We lived in Oakland, so we would go to the cornbread and bean Festival in Oakland. Remember corn and bread and beans? And, and we'd go to the parade there and we'd watch the parade. And then we uh we'd go over to Arcola a couple times a year because Arcola they had the broomcorn festival, so we'd go to the broomcorn festival and they had the Raggedy Ann Festival. So we'd go to the Raggedy Ann Festival parade. We loved going to parades, but it didn't take me long to figure out that what Megan really loved was the candy at the parades. Uh, you know, you'd have all of these floats go by the people had worked really hard on and she she really didn't care she just wanted the candy they'd throw candy and she was excited The politicians would show up you know and sometimes you know local guys sometimes some big guys would show up and and they'd be handing out their buttons and she didn't want that she wanted candy you know there'd be different community groups show up and she didn't care about that she just cared about candy I learned a very important thing and that was that if if the parade was going this way if we started walking this way, we could fast forward the parade and we'd get all the candy we wanted and we'd see the parade in half the time. So that's a little lesson with the kids. Just keep them moving, keep them walking, and you see the parade in half the time. It's a great thing. But, but what occurred to me was that she really didn't care about the parade, she, she cared about the candy. I don't, know where, I don't know where she got that from, honestly. It doesn't make any sense to me. And today's the day when we celebrate a parade. We call it Palm Sunday. We remember the day that Jesus made His way into Jerusalem riding on the donkey. And and it was a parade. It wasn't just Jesus. There were others who were walking in that parade that day. Other rabbis, other teachers who were entering Jerusalem. All of their followers were shouting praises and singing as their rabbis made their way in. They laid down palm branches and cloaks to form a carpet for the donkey to walk in on. We can't approach the story without understanding that this is a parade, and, and in that parade there were different members of the crowd, different crowds within the parade. We're going to look at Matthew's account of the parade today, Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. If you're using the Bibles there in the pew, it's page 826. Matthew is one of Jesus' 12 apostles. He approaches this story as an eyewitness. He was there, and so he tells us what he saw beginning in Matthew 21, verse 1. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village in front of you and immediately you will find a donkey tied with a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says says anything to you, you shall say, well, the Lord has need of them and He will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet saying say to the daughter of zion behold your king is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey on a colt the foal of a beast of burden the disciples went and did as jesus had directed them they brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks put on them their cloaks and he sat on them most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road and others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before Him and those that followed Him were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! And when He entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. Some of the people were there for the parade. They were there to celebrate the community. Passover was the biggest holiday of the year. This is kind of like Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It was the biggest event of the year. And and so some people were there for the big event. Some people were there because of the politicians. Believe it or not, the politicians were there in that parade also. and, And they were telling people the changes that they were promising and that things were going to get better. Some were there for their community groups, for this synagogue or that synagogue and this rabbi that they followed or that rabbi or this school of teaching that they adhered to. And, and they were all shouting, our rabbi is the best. Our rabbi is the best. And some of them were just there, I think, for the candy. Not literal candy, though, but they were there just for the excitement. They were there for the excitement to, to kind of whet their appetites and raise a little ruckus at the parade. And so you hear the question they're asking in verse 10. The question is, who is this? Who's this guy on the donkey? And and what makes him so special? They ask that question because they could hear what the disciples were shouting. The disciples were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. And those were controversial words, and we'll come back to those in just a moment. But you know, people still listen to what Jesus' followers are shouting. They still hear what we're shouting, but what are they hearing? When they hear what we say, does it tell them who Jesus is? Who do they think that He is? If we took a hard look, or maybe a hard listen, at what we're saying and and what we celebrate, would people know who Jesus was by our praise of Him? I remember when I was a kid, every now and then on the news there would be scenes from a parade in Soviet Russia. Remember those old scenes? And, and they'd be having a big parade and you'd see these Russian soldiers marching in their uniforms, walking in complete unison, just one big crowd of soldiers. And, and everybody would cheer and get, be all excited. And then they would start bringing the tanks through the street, right? You remember those scenes? Uh, they'd start bringing the tanks through the street and the crowds would cheer and they would applaud and they'd wave. And every now and then they would bring out a missile, this huge, gigantic missile would be led through the streets, you know, this big destructive war machine and the crowds would go wild and they would cheer and they would applaud. And then I would come to the Kansas homecoming parade. And they'd drive the tractors, you know, this year's tractors, through the parade and they would drive the, the new biggest combines through the parade. And the crowds would cheer and they would applaud and they, they would celebrate the combines just like the Russian crowds had celebrated the tanks. And, and it didn't seem all that different to me really. I, I think we parade the things that we are passionate about. We parade things that we are passionate about. We still do that. Whether or not it's an actual parade, we parade the things that are, we're passionate about. You know, you you scroll through Facebook and you start scrolling and, and it's kind of like a parade, you know? It's Kind of like you, you could have the little announcer there. like, Well, here's the, here's the parade float for the political opinions. Here's today's political opinion. You see that parade pie. And here's this cause, you know, and here's this community group being paraded by. And you can just see what everybody thinks. It's like the whole world's on parade and there's even clowns in that parade. You know, it's really nice. You see the clowns passing by. But we parade the things that we are passionate about. And there seems to be an awful lot of shouting. And sometimes I wonder if our praise of Jesus gets lost in all of that shouting. Can people hear what we're saying about Jesus? Can people hear what we're saying about Jesus over what we're saying about the President? I want to be an equal opportunity offender right now. Whether you're for or against, whether you're on this side of the alley or that side of the alley, can people hear what you're saying about Jesus over what you're saying about the president? Can they hear your praise of Jesus over your disdain or or your love for our political leaders over what you're saying about this conflict or that conflict? People are worried about building a wall. I, I sometimes think that we're building a pretty tall wall ourselves, and that wall is muffling out our praise of Jesus because we're too loud with other things. The people in Jerusalem heard amazing things being shouted about Jesus that day, and their response was to ask, Who is this? Does our praise still cause people to ask, Who is this? Or do they make assumptions about Him based on the other things that we're shouting about? In verse 9, they yelled, Hosanna! Hosanna! It's a very ancient word. It it simply meant save. If you had fallen overboard off of a ship, you would yell, Hosanna! If you were dying and uh, your last dying breath, you would yell, Hosanna! It just simply meant save. But, But they didn't just say Hosanna. They said Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna to the Son of David. And that was different. Because whose son was the Son of David? He was the King. That was a term that was only used of the king, the son of David. Hosanna to the son of David. This is our king? This this guy riding the the donkey? (laughs) They didn't ask because of the way he looked. They didn't ask because of what he rode. They asked because of what his followers were shouting. Their praise made a difference. You got people in your life. You got friends. Who still haven't made up their mind about Jesus, right? You got friends who haven't made up their minds about who Jesus is. They don't know what to think about Jesus. They might watch this documentary on the Discovery Channel or this over here on History Channel, and they, they just get more confused. And they think, well, maybe he was real. Maybe he's an historic person. Maybe, you know, maybe he's someone that they just made up. They haven't figured out what they're gonna do with Jesus. They don't read their Bibles, but they listen to you, don't they? They hear what you're passionate about and when they ask the question who is this what do they hear in your praise what do they hear you shouting about do they hear you saying anything about who Jesus is they don't just listen to what we say they watch what we do and you know you see that in this story here also people watch what we do and it should cause us to ask would people know who Jesus is by our obedience to him What people hear from us is very important. But that's not all they pay attention to. They're they're watching us. They're looking to see if there's anything different about who we are and, and about what we believe. And words alone aren't going to convince them. They want to see actions. They want to see us living it out. And sometimes that's kind of threatening to us because we know we're going to slip up. They know we're going to slip up also. Sooner or later, they're going to find a reason to call us hypocrites. Maybe that's not so bad. The fact that they know what a hypocrite looks like, maybe that should tell us they also know what a real Christian looks like. That they're looking for something genuine. Maybe it means they they know what a real Christian is like and what Jesus would really do. So here Jesus is on parade day. It's not the Rose Bowl parade. you know. It's not this big, pretty, flowery thing that He's riding on. It's not the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. He's not Santa Claus coming in at the end on the giant sleigh it's Jesus and he's riding to town on a donkey a little donkey the 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 colt the foal the the baby I, I often wonder was it, were his feet dragging when he rode to town on that donkey you just imagine Jesus dragging his toes along those those palm branches and those cloaks it's a small stinky sometimes stubborn animal and it is absolutely perfect. It is a perfect reflection of what the prophet Isaiah had said about Jesus. Isaiah lived 600 years before Jesus. 600 years before Jesus. And yet Isaiah presents this perfect picture of who Jesus will be and what he'll be like. In Isaiah chapter 53, verse 2, he says of Jesus, He had no former majesty that we should look at him, no beauty that we should desire him. This wasn't a majestic white stallion that he's riding into town on. He's not coming dressed as a king. He's coming in humility. And yet there are his followers announcing, shouting, this is our king. This is the one who saves us. And the people who followed him obeyed him. That's what set them apart that day. The crowds didn't notice the man. They noticed the obedience of his followers. Next Sunday is Easter. Easter is a great excuse to invite your friends to church. I hope you do invite your friends to church. We often tell people, just come and see. That's what we tell people. Just just say, just come and see. Come and see what we do at Kansas. Come and see what we're doing. Come and and see what we do on Sunday mornings. Come and experience the worship. We're going to have some great songs. We're going to have some good stuff next Sunday. Just, Just come and see. And come and see is important. There's nothing wrong with saying come and see. But come and see needs to go hand in hand with go and show we have to go to them we have to show them that jesus has made a difference in our lives do they see our obedience do we see do they see obedience to someone other than ourselves obedience to something other than our own desires our own drives our own wants they are watching are they seeing jesus in our lives so when your friends ask who is this what do they see in your obedience Jesus calls us to live a life that demonstrates that He's made a difference in us. That when we follow Him, we're not just following Him on Sunday mornings, but every day. When we follow Him, we're not just following Him to heaven, we're following Him to a cross. Do they see that in our obedience? Does it answer the question, who is this? Because the way we praise Him, the way we obey Him, the way, the way we celebrate Jesus should change the way other people see him years ago i was in another community and i was riding a float in a in a parade in that community we'd we'd put a float together for the parade and and right before the the parade i was handed a piece of paper and i was told to write down some details about our float they wanted to know uh what organization this float was for, that was easy. They want to know who, was, who had built the float, that was easy. They want to know who was riding on the float, and that was easy. And then there was a box in the middle of the forum, and it said, other information. And I said, what do you want in there? And the lady who was organizing the parade, she said, well, just write down something about your float that you want the MC to say, and he'll read that over the loudspeaker. Just write whatever you want, and the MC will read that. She should not have told me that. Yeah? Anything you want, he's going to say it. And my friend Bill, <laughs> Bill was the MC that day. Bill's loud enough without a microphone, but with a microphone, he's even worse. I thought, okay, Bill's the announcer. So, so I, I thought about what to write about our float, and I decided to write down, this is the best float I've ever seen. I have never seen a float better than this one. And I wrote that down and handed it in, and sure enough, Bill read that. (laughs) Not with the same intensity that I had hoped for, but he read it nonetheless. There were people saying all kinds of things about Jesus' float as He made His way through Jerusalem. They were saying different things about Jesus. There were different groups. First group was the the disciples, those who were going before him and those who were coming after. And they were the ones shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna to the Son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then Matthew identifies another group, and he refers to this group as the whole city of Jerusalem. Kind of a little bit of hyperbole there, but he says, The whole city of Jerusalem. And what are they saying? They're saying, Who is this? Who is this guy? And then he identifies a third group that he simply calls the crowd. This crowd is not the disciples. They're not those following or leading. They're just a crowd. They're not shouting Hosanna to the Son of David. Instead, in verse 11, it's this crowd that said, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. You notice it's not quite the same thing that the disciples were saying. They didn't declare him to be their king. They didn't shout that he's the one who's going to save them, that he's going to save them in the highest. But they knew that there was something special about this guy. Why did they know there was something special? Because of what his followers were saying. They could hear his followers' confession of Jesus, and their confession changed the crowd's perception. The confession of Jesus' followers changed the crowd's perception of who Jesus was. They saw him differently because of what the crowd, what the followers were saying. They may not have been ready to say, Hosanna, this is my King, this is my Savior, but they knew that Jesus was special because of what his followers said. The way we celebrate Jesus should change the way other people see Him. And it does. We just need to make sure it changes it for the better. We just need to make sure that our praise and obedience changes it for the better. They may not be ready to call Him their King yet. They may not be ready to call Jesus their Lord yet. They may not be ready to shout, Hosanna, save me. But can they at least see that there's something special about Jesus because He's special to us? Because we find Him special? Can they at least come to that point where they say, I don't really know who Jesus is yet. I don't really understand Jesus, but I've got a friend who loves him, and he seems to have made a difference in her life, and maybe he could make a difference in my life, too. Maybe I can believe that there's a God who loves me. Who is this? You realize your friends are asking that question. Who is this? They may not come out and say it, but listen carefully. You'll hear it. You'll hear it as they watch you, as they watch to see what's important to you. And as they listen to hear that, as they listen to you to hear that if in those moments of stress, in those moments of, of great difficulty and, and great disappointment, can they still hear your faith? Can they still hear that Jesus has made a difference in your life? Can they still hear what you praise and, and how you obey? This week your friends will ask the question: Who is this? And they'll watch you for answers. How is your life going to answer this question? Are you going to leave them wondering who this is or are you going to live out that answer? And say, this is the one who saved me. And when I was at my lowest, He hosanna in the highest. He saved me in the highest. And while rulers of our world And rulers of our nation are going to come and go. He's my King. And He will always be my King. Let's stand together and pray. Father, today is Palm Sunday. And as we consider the events that we celebrate today, we see very clearly that true power does not come with force. And we also understand that far too often the the volume of our voices drowns out the sound of praise. And so, today I want to lay down more than just palm branches. We lay, down, we lay down our disobedience. We lay down our misplaced passions. And we follow your Son, Jesus. We follow Him to Jerusalem. We follow Him to the cross. And when those we love, asks, when those we love ask the question, Who is this? What does this Jesus mean to you? We will show them, not just tell them, but show them that He is our everything. And so guide us this week as we come to the cross and then lead us to the empty tomb where we can declare new life through you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go in peace.